Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. I think just about, so it's appreciate that you could be a part of our combined service this morning. Welcome to you. Uh, a number of visitors and people have returned and from various things. It's good that, to have you with us. Uh, I'm glad that you're here. I wasn't sure, just with both of our carol services tonight, just how many there might be. So thank you for coming out. But I do hope to see you tonight. Uh, and there's some forms in the foyer, or some handouts, I should say. A really good time to invite family and friends and neighbours. There's a really good chance if you invite them to a carol service uh, with some free food and things for the kids that they might well come. Uh, so I pray that uh, God might just give you a little nudge this morning and perhaps uh, suggest to you, hey, it wouldn't hurt to just drop, drop next door or say that there's something on to invite people to come along. So four o'clock uh, and then we'll all be here together at five as we have sausage sizzle and some food and some sugar for the kids. Uh, one group will leave and then the second group will come for the six o'clock carols. So um, in the foyer there's some handouts. If you can't find them, come and see me. Uh, why don't you just consider... Uh, talking to someone and inviting them to come along. As I said, there's a good chance they might say yes. Would you join with me as we pray? Father God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, the gift of life. And we pray today, Lord, that we would be encouraged and challenged to be a part of your plan and your purpose. God, we look back and reflect on history and see the way that your plan comes together. As Alison said, uh, there are difficulties from a human perspective. Things don't always go smoothly, but you are always in control. And God, I pray today that just as we look back, we'd understand that not only are you the God of history, but you're the God of this present moment. Not only are you a God to Elizabeth and Joseph and others, but you're our God. And you haven't stopped or finished with us yet. And so you have a call on our life, and I pray that we would be open to the leading of the Spirit this morning, We'd take hold of your truth, we'd reflect upon it, we'd take hold of it to the point where we don't just acknowledge it with our heads, but we also say yes with our hearts. So Lord, lead us, I pray, this morning, uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Christmas story, wonderful story. Uh, a baby born in a manger. Uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't sort of warm to that idea and, and this time of year and the story that we celebrate of Jesus' birth. But in this first chapter of Luke, it's incredible how uh, he is able to develop some concepts or some ideas or thoughts on theology that are really, really important and really key. Uh, and if you look in that first chapter, you'll see the divine sonship of Jesus is confirmed. It talks about he'll be called the Son of God. In verse 33, it talks about his kingdom will never end. So this idea of a Messiah and a kingdom and God re-establishing his kingdom uh, is encouraged. It talks about God the Most High. So in verse 32, it says that he will be great. And there's that sense of that understanding of God's position. It talks about the virgin birth, the power of God, the power of his spirit, the significance of that, which we'll talk about in a little while. And then in twice in this passage, it talks about how the angel says to Mary, you have been highly favoured. And just establishes this really important foundation of God's grace that God reaches out to us in his love and his mercy and his grace, undeserved. Uh, but God initiates that. And so we have all these pillars of faith, all these wonderful foundations of our faith. 
and we all believe them and accept them, but it's incredible to think that they are revealed as God's angel meets with someone like Mary. Up until this point, an encounter with an ordinary, everyday person, no one famous, not well known. Uh, we're told that she is the line of David, but that's basically through Joseph, who she was to marry. So she doesn't have a, an important or an amazing CV, just an ordinary young lady, an ordinary person like us. And we read that she was of good character. She probably came from a poor family. She came from Nazareth, which uh, normally wasn't known for anything too, too special. But we see an example about how this Mary, who is unknown, seemingly insignificant to the world, an ordinary everyday person, you could be a little, I suppose, blunt and say a nobody, like us, and yet God uses her and God calls her. And so God breaks into the world, he breaks into history, he breaks in to announce his plan and his purposes, and he does so through an ordinary young lady called Mary. And what I want to challenge you with today and encourage you is just the same way that God challenged Mary, called Mary, had a plan for Mary, he has a plan for you, has a plan for me. So he calls you, he's calling me and you together to be a part of his purpose. And all of those wonderful facts that we read in just those few verses, they are, they are if you like, uh, um, something that we can call upon, the power of God, the power of his spirit, his kingdom, his grace, and that we're serving God most high. So just as God called Mary, he calls you. And even if we were just to stop right now, and just God's calling you, and I just wonder what our response is, even if we're open to that, whether we're listening to say, God, what is it you want me to do? Because God values you, you are special and unique, and you have a part to play. We're all different, we all have gifts and, and different abilities. We all have different backgrounds. We have experiences of faith. We've been through some difficult things, challenges. We've all been shaped in some way by life. And God in his wisdom and his mercy and grace calls us. And so if we're just sort of not really aware and we're just sort of going through the motions, we need to be challenged to realise just in the same way that God called Mary, he calls you. So he's actually calling you now. He has a plan, a purpose. You are incredibly important to what he wants to do. And, and I trust that we get a little excited about that this morning as we consider. It, it's easy to reflect back and say, oh, Mary and Joseph, you know, famous. <laughs> Gee whiz, when the angel visited Mary, she was just a young lady, not known by anyone. And yet God saw in her availability that was really important. So we pick up her response uh, in verses 28 and 29, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this would be. This, ladies, this is sort of when your husband comes home with flowers. Uh, this is when they say, oh, you look lovely, your hair's great. Oh, is that a new dress? You look fantastic. You sort of know something's coming. <laughs> They've either done something wrong or they want to go away fishing for the weekend and they want your permission. You can sort of sense sometimes, and this seemingly is how Mary is. You're greatly favoured, Mary. <laughs> oh yeah, what's coming? So we can understand that response that she's just a little suspicious. But God, through the angel, goes on to say, don't be afraid. Nothing to fear. God wants you to be a part of history, but you need to know something. He's got you covered. It's not all about you. It's, it's not you achieving. It's not you doing anything in a sense. Uh, apart 
from having a baby. I don't want to play down that in any way this morning. I'd be in trouble. But God has got you covered, Mary. Don't be afraid. And I think our initial response, if we take seriously that God's got a call on our life, is that we can be overcome with a little bit of anxiety. Part of the reason that we sort of turn a, a deaf ear to God is because there's some fear and anxiety. Uh, just at the moment, I, I have just this ear infection, and there's not much they can do with it for a couple of weeks. It's just going to... So I can't hear out of one side, so just make sure I have cap on my left, and um, I don't know what's being said, and I can get away with it for a little while. <laughs> but sometimes we sort of turn our deaf ear to God. We sort of know He's there, and He's significant, but we don't want to listen. And when it comes to his call on our life, some of that is because of the anxiety and fear. What will God ask me to do? How will I be that significant person to my non-Christian neighbour or friend or workmate? How will I lead that ministry? Uh, how will I take up that challenge? So there's a certain amount of anxiety. It's all right to say, oh, yes, God has a call on each of our lives. But like Mary, we get a bit anxious. So what's coming? So I trust that our ears are open to what God has to say and we'd understand yes there's some anxiety and fear but as we read through this passage we're encouraged. Uh, when I first started out uh, at work I worked in retail and when I was about 23 or 24 somewhere early in there uh, the boss called me into his office and that's always causes a little bit of anxiety but worse was to come. He said Paul I want you to do a, a television ad now, before you get excited and ask my, my autograph or anything like this, we're talking about regional Maribor here. <laughs> uh, this is no big deal. And it's sort of like one of those shopping channels. There was uh, a host there. I can't remember her name. She was a fam famous local. And she, we would just had all these articles and products, and she'd sort of walk around, and I'd explain why people should buy them and so on. But I can assure you, when he told me that, I didn't sleep. The, the anxiety, I, I really thought, oh, I, I don't want to do this. Sad, well, it went reasonably well, but it was a time of when we had video players. You remember those things? And my family recorded it, you know, as they do. And I thought I did pretty well. But if you go back and look at a recording and study every word and mannerism, um, so for the next five or six weeks, I was the fun of their laughter. <laughs> Whenever we had a family routine, they'd get the video out. <laughs> And uh, so it, it went okay, but what I'm trying to explain is the fear of being taken out of our comfort zone and doing something challenging is a natural response. And when God calls us to do something, there will be a sense where we'll feel a little overwhelmed, but that's normal. But we have to understand living out of our comfort zone, living on the edge, being challenged is normal. That's what the Christian life is like. Why? Because God says, I want you to partner with me. I want to partner with the Lord God Most High. The God who put the stars and the moon in place is the one that says, I want to, part, I want to go through life with you. I'm going to live in you and I'm going to live through you by my spirit. So we have to understand that this is not going to be a passive relationship where you and I just live and work in things that are comfortable to us. We're going to be stretched. Imagine if your best friend or your spouse or someone was an adventure seeker. Imagine if they were an adrenaline junkie and you had to tag along with them and start. You would come across things and opportunities where you go, oh, this is way out of my comfort zone. This is beyond what I would normally do. Just, it's sort of like by the law of association. The people that you hang out with are the ones where you, sort of they reflect the sort of life that you have. 
So we have to be realistic. If we're going to hang out with God and His Spirit, and His Spirit's in us and leading us and guiding us and working in us and through us, it is normal and natural that you and I will encounter times where we go, hey, I'm feeling a little bit anxious because I'm out of my comfort zone. That's normal. But we can see from the, what we read today that we can be encouraged. It's normal for us to ask the question, what will my life look like if I totally surrender it to God? That's a really good question. It's a normal one. And our response would be one where we go a little bit hesitant. But I want to encourage you this morning, rather than turning a deaf ear to God out of fear and anxiety and say, oh, I just can't do that, be encouraged today to say, God, I'm available. I'm available to your will and purposes. I'm open to you. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. Because the angel said to Mary, the angel says to us, God says to us, don't be afraid. I've got your back. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to look after the detail. I'm going to make sure that the things that I call you to, that you're able to do. And, and when we see that, well, I suppose we get that sense of God's calling. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you to give him the name Jesus. It's pretty hard to top that. It's pretty hard to top that. But I want to encourage you this morning that your God's call on your life will be miraculous. It may not be famous. It may not be as obvious. But whenever you say yes to God, his spirit will work in you. And what you will achieve the conversations that you have with people, the ministry that you're involved in, will be miraculous. This is not just an ordinary, everyday calling. This is the Lord Most High calling you to a miraculous ministry. And you might say, oh, well, my ministry is not miraculous, or I don't have special gifts, or no one even knows that I exist. That's just human thinking, because it's God who sees what we do. It's God who calls us. Importantly, it's God who places you there. You don't know what your neighbour or friend or workmate, what, what will come from them by your conversations. You don't know when you're teaching Sunday school or youth or, or you're working uh, in aged care. Whatever it is you're doing, you have no idea by being available to God what God will do in you and through you. And so just as Mary has this amazing calling, this miraculous calling, she's going to give birth to the Messiah... We too share that same thing. If I make myself available to God, he's going to do something miraculous through me. I don't wake up every morning and go, God's going to do something miraculous through me today. Sometimes it's just getting through the day. Sometimes it's just that staff meeting or it's just that thing that I have to do. But in reality, this is the truth. Just as God did something miraculous through Mary, God wants to do something miraculous through you. It's no small thing when you say yes to God because it's going to be no small thing that God will do in you and through you. But there's more. Verse 32 to 33. He will be great and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. We are called to God's business. How good is that? Can you imagine it? Suddenly our life has significance. Suddenly there's a reason to get out of bed. Doesn't matter what else is going on with our life, we reminded this morning that God's called us to God's ministry, the Lord of the God Most High. We have significance. 
Now, if I told you that I had been invited to be chaplain of the Victoria Point Primary School cricket team, you'd say, good on you, Paul, that's a good thing to do, invest in those little kids, good on you. But if I was to say to you, uh, I've been invited to be the chaplain of the Australian cricket team, what would you do? Well, you'd be running to me with an autograph book from your grandson Johnny or something like that. <laughs> so who it is that calls us to ministry is significant. And sometimes we don't grasp the significance that it's God who's calling us. Not me, not this church. We're just a really, really small player in the big idea. But God calls you. And don't downplay this privilege that it is to serve the Lord God Most High. There's another thing about this calling. It has God's anointing. So it's not just a God's call to ordinary, everyday people with us. That's significant. It's not just who calls us, we're a part of God's plan and purpose, that's significant. But we need to understand as we make ourselves available to God, He anoints us with His Spirit. How will this be, Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. The first thing that comes to mind when we consider being called by God is our inability, our weaknesses, our failures. Uh, Whether it's human nature, it's just the evil one, just trying to stomp it out before the spirit is fanned into flame, I'm not sure. But we're always aware of our weaknesses. And when God calls us out of our comfort zone to be a part of what he's doing, we need to remember this. Whatever God calls us to do, he'll empower us to do. Whatever he asks us to do, he'll enable us to do. Now, the virgin birth is significant. This isn't God showing off. This isn't making the story even more spectacular. But the virgin birth is foundational to our faith. Jesus had to be both fully man and fully God. He had to be fully man through Mary so that he could represent us when he died on the cross so that he could take our sin. There had to be that genuine connection with mankind so it was born of Mary. But it could have nothing to do with human conception because he had to be perfect. He had to be fully God. And so when you consider Mary considering this, and I know even now our minds still struggle But to this young lady, unmarried, a virgin, to say that you're going to have a child, God's got to look after the detail here, otherwise she's in trouble. And I want to assure you, when you feel like God has a call on your life and you think my weaknesses, my shortcomings, my failures will get in the way, we need to remember that when God calls us, he'll anoint us, he'll empower us, he'll look after the detail. The virgin birth was essential that only God could do it. And if Mary's mind would have been fixated on what she couldn't do, how can this be? This is impossible. And she walked away from God. She wouldn't have been a part of God's plan. But she had a trust and a faith to believe that if God calls you, he'll enable you. And the other thing I just wanted to mention this morning, and it sort of, I suppose, undergirds everything that I'm trying to say, Twice the angel of the Lord said to Mary, God's favour is upon you. In other words, Mary, I'm calling you as an act of grace. 
no, you're not special. Yes, you have weaknesses. Yes, most of this stuff is beyond your capacity. It's not like you're able to do it. But this is an act of grace. To put bluntly, Mary, I'm choosing you even though you perhaps don't deserve it or you don't have all that's necessary to fulfill this. It's an act of grace. That's the same promise to us today. God's favour is upon you when you say yes to God. God's grace is available to you, not just that saves us, but it's God's grace that sustains us. There would be very few Sundays that I could get behind the pulpit without God's grace. Uh, When I started out in ministry, we lived in the manse next door, and yet we were still late. (laughs) And when we had little kids, and sometimes there'd be a bit of tension between Kath and I, you know, four little kids, I'm late, And I can remember sort of walking into church a little agitated. The bruises were well hidden, so no one would know. (laughs) But I would be under the sense, how can I get behind a pulpit today and speak about the love of God? It's only by God's grace that we can minister. And it's very important that God reinforced or reminded Mary... God's favour is upon you, Mary. This is not about you. You didn't earn the right. You you don't have the abilities necessarily to do all this. It's just God's grace. I want to encourage you this morning. God's favour is upon you. He calls you to his ministry. He calls you to be a part of his purpose. And he'll enable you and he'll anoint you. But he'll cover your weaknesses. Every time in our humanness when we stuff up and make mistakes and we think we've disqualified ourselves from living from God, God's there saying, Paul, my grace is sufficient. I'll cover you. Keep going. Keep serving. Keep ministering because I understand your weakness. It doesn't surprise me. I always knew you were broken. I always knew you were fragile. I always knew you had all those issues. That's okay. God's favour is upon you. By God's grace, he'll minister through us and he'll continue to work out the detail, and he'll continue to overcome our weakness. And just as we finish, probably, maybe not recognised by many, but probably one of the most significant verses in the whole Bible, and this is Mary's response. I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me as you have said. Just as God broke into Mary's life and said, hey, I want you to be a part of my plan and purpose. God's calling you today. You are significant. You are unique. You've been through some things that perhaps have been difficult and harsh, but it's shaped you. It's prepared you. You have a a unique understanding of ministry, of God, of gifts and talents. Remember, we're not impressing people. The miraculous things that God does for us won't get in the paper. It won't be noted by any. Perhaps no one will see it. Well, we have to remember this. God calls us and God sees us and it's for his purposes. Those small, seemingly insignificant things that we do in obedience can be used by God in an amazing way. And it all hinges on this, our response. Who's going to be you if you're not? Who's going to step into that unique ministry that only you can do? Who is it from the way that life and God has shaped you for a particular purpose? Who's going to be you if you're not? If you're just taking time out or, or you're not listening or you've just disengaged from God, 
and you don't really think to listen because you're overwhelmed perhaps by the weakness or anxiety. What is God going to ask me to do? Perhaps we don't like being out of our comfort zone. All legitimate reasons from a human point of view. But who's going to be you if you're not? Who's going to do what God wants you to do if you don't? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the faithfulness of Mary. And God, certainly we don't worship her. (laughs) We don't hold her up to that higher place. But she is an amazing young lady. And God, it would seem to us that uh, she wasn't anyone famous or significant. But you saw into her heart and you saw her availability. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be like Mary's where we say, God, just as you say, I'll do it. I'm available. And we'll do so with this promise. So I want to make you just take a moment now just to respond. Are you listening to God? His call on your life. Are you open and available? Just a yes or no, just in your mind. Are you available to God? And we're going to run through some of the things just quickly that are a barrier. Fear. I can't do this. Anxiety. God said, don't be afraid. I'll cover you. I've got this. Sometimes it's a detail, but God, how's this going to work? We need to trust God that he's got that covered too. But I'm broken. I, I, I don't have abilities. I fail. I fall short. God said, not only will I make your ministry miraculous because I'm in it, but I'll also enable you and I'll empower you to do what I ask you to do. Would you make your response this morning to God's call on your life and would you join with Mary and say, yes, God, as you say, let it be. you like to stand before we sing let's pray father god perhaps right now the call on our life is simply to take a leaflet and talk to our neighbor or a friend a a grandson daughter a workmate and just invite them to come along to a good night tonight god maybe there's a ministry maybe there's people Maybe we're not even sure just what that call is, but this morning we come and say, God, I'm available. May it be to me as you have said. So, Father God, as we leave this place, as we have an opportunity to be salt and light in this world, we pray that all that we do, all that we say, and the very things that we think bring glory to your wonderful name. Amen.